0: The American dream is just that, just a dream. War is a continuation of politics, only by other means. Politics is a continuation of economics by other means. This is our bank.
1: This is our war. And this is our plan of attack.
0: Banks have become an essential trade to our democracy, so consider this justice.
2: Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station on the internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution Revolution Radio!
1: Welcome to Sacred Matrix, a divine paradigm of love and universal consciousness, with your host, Janet Kira Lesson and Dr. Sasha Lesson. Together, we transform the world. And now, here are your hosts, Janet Kira and Dr. Sasha Lesson. I believe we are. Oh, good. <laughs> Hi, Sue. How are you? Good. I'm doing great, Kevin. Uh, Otter and I are here and looking forward to to chatting with you this evening. And oh, yeah. uh, the whole gang in the mountain is just going a little nutsy. Um, <laughs> I and, just imagine. and oh boy, it's been quite an interesting several weeks since the last time we chatted and so we probably should catch everybody up on what's going on and a little bit about what we're going to talk about tonight i'm going to give you the floor first and then we'll figure out where we're going from there
0: all right sounds good it sounds good hey um matt peter do we have uh, is janet and sasha joining us tonight
1: uh they didn't tell me
2: they
0: were oh okay all right I well, wasn't no. i wasn't too sure she hadn't mentioned anything. As far as I know, no, they weren't. Uh, okay, all right. I
1: guess okay. it's just us and the gang, Kevin. I think all we'll right. have a very good she, she time. Would have,
0: she would have been yelling at me. Where are you? If she was coming. <laughs> okay, that's good. I thought so. We're uh, gonna we're gonna have a big party, and then she'll have to uh, she'll have to listen back in on the call. That's uh, right.
1: Gonna... She'll just miss it and have to listen later.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a good time tonight because um, uh, Sue and I were just talking. Beforehand, because we kind of had an idea of of um, what we were going to talk about, but um, apparently um, some of the boys have some different ideas too. So, I we thought, okay, we're gonna we're gonna ha- we're gonna have some serious, not so serious, typical Zeta yes. <laughs> <plenty> <laughs> talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, welcome to our house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <No> <laughs> I got my serious, not so serious T-shirt on. I'm all set to go here. Oh, good,
1: <laughs> good, good, good. Well, Kevin, let's catch all of your listeners up to who the boys are that we're talking about. And come and give them a little bit of an introduction as to the unusual nature of the CE5 that Reverend White Otter and I have going on, Mm -hmm. as well as your visit here to us and your personal CE5 experiences at our home. And everything else. And so let's, I think the topic is life, the universe, and everything tonight, to be honest. <laughs>
0: to, for, is this, this show is brought to you by Douglas Adams.
1: That's right, exactly.
0: <laughs> yes. So, folks, for just to get caught up, we are speaking tonight with Sue Walker and Otter. And we've had them on the show before. You may recognize them. Um, we've talked about San- at Sandia Wisdom. We've talked about Sandia the ET and who they are. They are a group of um, we well, we call them Zetas, but they're actually from the planet Ponte
1: and uh, Pontel,
0: Pontel. That's right. Yes, the, the fifth the fifth planet orbiting Zeta Reticuli two. Correct. And they reside in in Albuquerque, just um, not too far from from Sue's house. uh, uh, She says hop, skip and a jump. And, um, and they, there's a a base underneath the Albuquerque mountains or Sandy Mountains in Albuquerque. And Sue had um, um, an amazing um, adventure with uh, a a, a surprise introductory during, uh, um, during um, what what was the TV show? American Idol.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Um, This all started guys back in, September of 2013. And just to give you a little background on me, I have spent the last 27 years being a professional detail psychic that works with police departments and um, numerous three-letter agencies over the course of two and a half decades. But also, I have been a lifelong experiencer of Star Nations and, and craft since somewhere between age three and four, okay? I, I've seen more craft than I even know, know to count anymore. And that includes the ones that I have seen here in New Mexico since moving here. I spent the first 50-some years of my life in the middle of the United States, in the middle of the farming corn and soybean belt in the state of Iowa. And if you drew an x from corner to corner in the state. I lived right about in the middle of the X. And so I spent a lot of time there um, just raising kids, having marriage and, and, and other things, went through a couple of marriages, um, uh, participated in raising five kids, had three of my own. But during the time that I lived in Iowa, Starting in 1998, I began to have in-person experiences that I remembered extremely vividly. And that started in June of 1998. The first individuals I saw were uh, the tall white Zeta Race. The second time I saw individuals in my home live with my own eyes I woke up to four Ponte at the foot of my bed. That was also June of 98. And then in August of 99, I met a reptilian individual. Wasn't until I divorced and uh, was on my own for a good 10 years and didn't think I was going to ever get back together with anybody and met Otter. And he lived 1,200 miles away from me. We met in Iowa at a spiritual ceremony and uh, got a chance to cook together. He's a retired chef, and got to be friends. And a year later, he came back to do the same thing, and we cooked together again and got to know each other some more and started dating. And so, I wanted to see what he lived like in New Mexico, so I came down, took the took the train down in September of 2013. And I had never been to New Mexico before, so my, my um, experience of corn and soybean fields in the middle of Iowa was very, very different topography than the mountains and the desert and the vistas that you see in New Mexico. Otter lives uh, in a suburb of Albuquerque, west of the Sandia Mountain. And I had been in his home less than 10 days and he and I were watching America's Got Talent, I believe it was. And you have to remember, in my career, along with working with law enforcement and locating missing persons and murder cases and all that stuff, also did my fair share of understanding and describing the spiritual world to folks, including experiences with ghosts and hauntings and things that you would normally see on a paranormal show. That was my career. Still is. But... When I got here and we sat in the living room and we were watching America's Got Talent, we just finished watching a particularly good show and I was commenting to Otter how good the, the singer was and a voice popped up. And this wasn't a ghost and it wasn't a spirit. It was clear as a bell. It was male. And it does, did not come from inside our home. I knew enough to know where it came from and my head whipped and looked out the picture window to the east and looked straight at a specific location in the sandia mountain and what the boy said was just very innocuous it wasn't anything profound it was just this male voice that came out of nowhere that said yeah he was really good maybe he should win and i just <laughs> kind of went what who, know, who was that and 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 I couldn't figure it out, and then it was then there was nothing. And I thought, "Who the heck did I just hear? That wasn't a ghost. What's going on? And of course, coming from Iowa to New Mexico, you hear the tales about all of the secret things that happen in all kinds of underground places in new mexico. and And you never know what goes on here. And by the way, that's true. However, um, I didn't know what to expect. I had no idea. And I didn't have enough information because it was a one-time, one sentence. And I thought, okay, whatever that was. And then a couple of days later, we were talking about, I think Otter and I were having a discussion about telepathy at the time. And and how to develop it and the courses that, that we had known about and, and what we had read it and the voice pops up again and comments on it and I don't remember what he said and my head whips around again and I look out the picture window at the same spot in the Sandia mountain. Long story short um, it went from every couple of days to start starting to hear this voice every day and after about a week of this I finally turned to Otter and go you ever hear a voice from the mountain? And here I am visiting his home for the first time, dating this guy, trying to figure out if, you know, we're going to be in a relationship and stuff like that. And I'm asking this guy about strange voices that come from beneath (laughs) the mountain. And I was a little tentative about asking that. And his response was, oh, damn. Oh, yeah, I don't pay them any mind anymore. And you have to remember. Otter has been a a, a shaman, very, very, very well-trained shaman for 35 years. And so hearing all kinds and all manner of voices from all over in the collective consciousness is a very normal thing for him, all day, every day, still is. And so he didn't distinguish it as something really any different, but I did. And so the only difference was when the voice talked to me, I answered. I responded. I started the dialogue back. And and when we got this back and forth thing going, uh, after about a week of, of uh, referring to it as the voice from the mountain, I gave it a nickname. came from the Sandia Mountain. I figured Sandia was as good a nickname as anything. It sounded like a name to me. What I didn't know until later, somebody had to explain it to me, is in Spanish... The word Sandia means watermelon. And it's Sandia Mountain is named that because there's some vegetation and and stripes on the top of the mountain that remind you of the stripes on the side of a watermelon. And so I decide in my own head, without even saying anything out loud, that I'm going to call this voice from the mountain Sandia. And he hears me. And it doesn't take him a split second. And the voice pops up and says, hey, watermelon head, that'll work. And I'm going, what? And I had no idea what he was talking about at the time. I really didn't know. It wasn't until about two months into this that he finally messed up to who he was, what his real name was, and where he was from. And so you have to understand, this is at this point in time, I'm going back and forth from New Mexico to Iowa. And I'm staying and visiting for a few weeks, and then I'm going back home. And then I get invited back, or Otter comes to Iowa. And we we do the back and forth thing for about nine months.
0: Because you're Finally, lucky you were invited back, eh? You know? Yeah! If Otter, I know. If, if I, if Otter I, was somebody, somebody of a normal 3D, he would not have been invited back.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, every time I'm in New Mexico, I talk to Sandia and find out that this gentleman's real name is Tilkom. And he is a gentleman. He's very polite, he's very wise, he's very educated, he's very, very patient. Old. And, um, over the course of that nine months, you know, going back and forth when I was in New Mexico and Otter and I talked to him, I got to know him just like you get to know somebody long distance over the telephone. And so we just had conversation. We never, ever, ever asked Tilcom about technology. We still don't. And the reason that we don't is because I wasn't in this to understand what kind of technology or weaponry or how advanced they were. I was in this because I had him contact me to talk about some everyday thing like who should win America's Got Talent and the news and the weather and life, the universe and everything. And because he was my friend, I thought, you know what? I, I, I honestly value the friendship more than I value the technology. At this stage of the game, because I recognized that we had something special going on, and uh, for a long time we didn't tell very many people. <laughs> you can kind of imagine it was a little bit of an awkward situation. Oh, so Sue Outer, how is your day? Oh, good. We talked to the extraterrestrial beneath the mountain today for about five hours. <laughs> you know, so you just don't you don't always share all of that with you know your mother-in-law or something like that. So we just kind of. Wrote things down and kept track and started to realize that uh, what this guy was telling us was, was real. And bit by bit, piece by piece, we began to understand them and their world. And then we began to be introduced uh, about a year and a half after we first were introduced to Tealcum. was the first time he, absol- he introduced Druti and Radar by name, or Rahaz by name. Yeah. So there are others, Uh, Ponte beneath the Sandy Mountain, the complex is extremely old. Um, It was part of the original tunnel system and apparently um, was retrofitted to become uh, the North American Western, Northern Western Hemisphere Ponte Station centuries ago, uh, millennia ago. And so uh, they they have been there a long, long time before white men or anybody else came this way. And at least that's what Tilcum has explained to us. And and they told us a great many things. Just a normal everyday conversation. Um, they have been to our home, and uh, uh, Kevin, I think you could probably um, describe a little bit more about some of the CE five stuff that has uh, happened to you since encountering. Sandia on Twitter and then meeting Nadar and the rest of the gang um, uh, uh, if, if you haven't followed the Twitter account guys these the, the Ponte that have introduced themselves to us each have extremely distinct personalities likes, dislikes, quirks, senses of humor and all of them have their own um, things to say about what's going on on earth, what's going on with us, what's going on with official first contact, what's going on with each other, and mm-hmm. what's going on with other star nations. But the, the, un, the most unusual thing about the Sandia Ponte, and listen up everybody, because this is the really, really unusual part. When you become friends with them, they go visit you live, That's sometimes weird. within minutes. People around the world will say, I'm outside, come wave or blink at me, and they say, just a second, we have somebody up in your area, look for the moving star, send up a hello, and we'll blink twice. The person does, they get the blink twice back within minutes, and this is happening all over the world. Some people are having ongoing CE5s now, because they've made friends with these guys on Twitter, Yep. Uh, Kevin, you are one of them. Um, mm-hmm. the, the gentleman that is acting as the webmaster for official first contact, Jason, is another one. And well,
0: Jason's stories are crazy.
1: Oh, the, that's so funny! Jason has taken photographs of and, and posted them on a regular basis. He's he's formed a YouTube channel of the the and and right now he's he's on target to try and get a a, a full spectrum camera. To try and catch um, some other evidence to go ahead and and corroborate things so anyway so that's a little bit of the background Kevin tell everybody about how you stumbled onto these guys or how oh, they yeah. stumbled onto you I think it was radar sure
0: yeah it was always oh, radar yeah yeah uh, so I, I um it was I was introduced to uh Sandia um over a year ago by a friend of mine uh Cale, um Gillespie and uh and he um he introduced me and I, I went and checked out the site and, and followed it for like several days reading all the tweets. And then I went deeper into their website and was reading their tweets and started to realize, wow, these guys are legit. Like this, this makes sense, you know, for my own studies. And I, I, I was convinced that this was the real deal, that they were who they were. And, and so I started to develop a friendship with, with all of them. And, um, you know, I was on Twitter every day and having chats and stuff and, you know, joking around and things. And then, um, you know, I started to become uh, pretty close with, uh, with Radar. And then he started to get, uh, you know, <laughs> silly with me. And so then one day, like, I had these uh, uh, T-shirts that I had uh, on my website. I called them uh, Real E-T-shirts. Uh, and they were drawn by uh, an experiencer friend who I interviewed, uh, uh, Rob Fullington. And then one day, Radar says, uh, Kev. Um, we really need to get to some better T-shirt models because the ones on your on your T-shirts are way too serious and scary looking. Yeah, and someone like, <laughs> I remember like,
1: him saying that he was <laughs> just going. How come everybody draws E.T.s grumpy, angry, scary looking, monster looking, vicious, or just plain bad? Yeah, nobody draws it's- smiling E.T.s. Nobody draws us the way that we really are. How come? And yeah. he had a good.
0: Yeah, so that's what Radar said. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, well, I know four new models for my for my t-shirts because like you know because Sue had drawn some really nice portraits of them, so I saw their portraits. I thought those actually make really good t-shirts. And I said, but this is all going on. This conversation is going on live on Twitter. But I said, okay, Radar, but I want you to come up with a caption for the t-shirt. And so I'm thinking, that's gonna be a good one. Let me think. We'll be really, we'll be good caption for a t-shirt with the four of them on it. Oh, yeah. Just simply, we're here, in brackets. You know what? I'll bet Radar will be the one to think of it. I swear to God, a few minutes later, this tweet comes up, and it says,
1: bracket, we're
0: here, with a dash, (laughs) Radar, because he always signs (laughs) his name, with this big, you know, happy face sticking his tongue out. I'm like, what? (laughs) I, I wrote back, I went, oh my God, oh my God, I was just thinking that. I thought, I know I thought that would be Radar who, who, who gave <coughs> the caption. And then this other tweet comes up with in brackets with with brackets with with other look of ga- of shock, you mean gasp, telepathy works? Who knew? <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait a second.
1: Uh-huh. You didn't just Yes, they did.
0: You didn't and he said, uh, dude, you're easy to get, you're easy to read and dude get used to it." Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that part. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. I was, I was just floored. I'm like, oh my god.
1: Well, they wanted <laughs> to show you that that what you were thinking was right, and they wanted to prove it to you with oh, sure you know lie. Okay, and so that was the point, and you got it. No, oh, I and got so, it. And so then after that, then what happened?
0: Oh geez, we just developed a really good friendship. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, like, and then it was like, uh, it was September. Well, actually, no, there was, there was, um, I went through a lot last year because I went through a marriage breakdown and I was really upset and, um, I kind of did a private, you know, private direct message to, uh, Judy and, and teeny. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really upset and they just responded back and they said, we know, we know what's going on. And I just started to cry. Because it was like I did, hadn't even talked to them, and they already knew what was going on in my life, and I was just i was, like I, I just the support that I have from them emotionally it was just it really helped me through a really, really hard time
1: that's and the amazing just, part they're just so understanding um that's the that's the thing that has floored us is the depth of emotional connection oh, yeah. that you have. these are not robots, these are not. Automatons. These are not monsters. These are t- people with very, very deep, profound feelings, humor, um mm-hmm. joy, love, and they are extremely patient with us.
0: God, yeah. I would say that they're probably more human than we are at, in, well, in, in, in the respects of connection they to con- their emotions. And,
1: and they simply say that they are our distant cousins. That they are part of the human family, mm-hmm. as along with us, along with uh, a number of other star nations. And that they're looking forward to official first contact so that we can meet our relatives.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And So, so go much back we can to learn. Radar and CE5s and you. Because yes. you have oh, to yes. tell people that Radar considers you his guitar guru. And
0: why? Yeah, because, yeah, um, well, Radar really wanted to learn how to play guitar. Um, it's, it's kind of a, a huge a huge passion for him. And, um, and so, but he has this challenge because he's got four, you know, he's only got four fingers, and so he's trying to figure out how he can play the guitar. And so I came up with a way of, of being able to help him to be able to play guitar. And so... Um, um, I've given him telepathic guitar lessons,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, visualizing, you know, um, him, you know, showing him the fingerings of how to hold the guitar and how to, you know, use your right arm elbow to um, brace the guitar so that you can be able to pick, you know, pick and be able to just put your fingers on the guitar. You, and you don't mm-hmm. even need a, you don't even need a thumb. That's and right. I showed him, and I showed him if you can. Um, you know, if you detune, you know, if you tune it to low, the, the, the E to, to low D, you can right. basically play a bar chord and, right. and you can use one finger, you know, you can use your fingers right. and play bar chords. And it so I showed easy. him, yeah, it makes it much easier so that, that, that so somebody with a four fingers can actually learn to play guitar. And right. so I, ta- I taught him how to do this, giving him this telepathic guitar lesson. And um, and I know that he's, kind of, he's visited our place, too, because um, uh, he's visited my daughter, Rachel because yes. she wanted to give him her guitar because she has his classical his classical guitar and so that's she left it closer to his size closer to his size that's right and As a child um,
1: model
0: yes a child model a youth and so model. and 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 um, you know Rachel passed a message to Radar saying I want to gift this to you I want you to have my guitar and Radar was just completely taken back
1: he was in fact uh, I will tell you that that action of generosity, just just even the thought and intent of it, not only rippled through the ponte of the Sandia station, but when they say on Twitter that a lot of the things that are shared with them, they share with other star nations, and those things go viral out into the universe, Rachel's act of kindness and intent toward radar is known by many many and that helped it was the first gift officially on twitter in public to the Ponti and it touched them a great deal it really did mm. and
0: and yeah and 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 you know telcom and drudy and radar and, and and you know all of them they mean so much to to rachel like she loves them so so truly and she has my daughter has absolutely no fear at all of any extraterrestrial, and she looks forward to you know to meeting Radar and and, and she considers him a a best friend you know like someone she wants to be with all the time.
1: You know? Well, they're they're very pleased at at uh, the attitude that they're seeing and in, in not only Rachel but an awful lot of people. As the telepathy 101 primer went live um, for free in December. And and what we're talking about, guys, is Teenie got together with us starting in June of 2013. And Tilcom assigned
0: this woman to
1: us specifically to teach us better telepathic technique. And improve our skill set as well as to talk to us about um, uh, teaching a course and she worked with us all summer of June or all of June, July and August of, of 16 to put together the just the basic bare bones outline of what is now the telepathy 101 primer that's been put out in nine languages and has three more coming out. The Primer is Teeny's gift to all of you. And it's a free 285 page, just bare bone basics. A lay person's easy to read. You don't have to understand a great deal of science. But she explains not only how you get into a receptive state, but how you practice and the protocols that Star Nations use and a little bit more about um, what you can do at home to improve your own skills. And then online, on Twitter, they've been answering questions from students all over the world about, is this normal? Is that normal? Am I doing this right? How can I do this better? And they've continued to teach live online. And so they tell us, the Ponti tell us, that the most common method of communication, other than gestural languages, in this part of the galaxy is telepathic languages. Verbal would come after that, telepathic is first. And so because they would like us to not be afraid and freak out when they speak with us telepathically, because we've been taught that voices in our head are kind of a crazy thing right (laughs) and so they don't want us to be afraid when they speak with us and we hear their clear voices in our heads talking to us in their usual style of communication because we've got official first contact coming up and what Tilkin has told us and what's already starting is personal private Soft contact is starting all over the world. And if you honestly download the Telepathy 101 primer and start attempting their style of communication in their protocol, they're hearing, and we are getting reports all over the world of people getting visits, getting interaction. It doesn't matter if it's France or Reunion Island or Japan or Sweden or Scotland, or, or Canada, or so Mexico, or Iran. It, it's everywhere. All over the world, people are writing to the Ponti and asking for a visit. And if they become friends and, and the Ponti or another star nation hear them, they, they get visited. And the interaction and the conversations start. What they're trying to do, guys, is get everybody past the, oh, hey, I got a CE1. I saw a bright light in the sky. They're trying to get you past the, the, the fear of seeing an individual in person. 6 They're trying to get you past the fear that that person might just put a voice in your head. And they're trying to get you to the place of saying hello back. When they say hello to you, so that you're not so afraid, and so that the interaction and the dis- actual discussion, the information sharing can start. That's the goal. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So that's kind of where things are going this year. Um, other questions or other things that we got to chat about before we turn this over to the guys? Heaven forbid.
0: Yes, well actually um, just so people know that um, a little bit later today in the show we are going to open the, the the chat lines so people can call in with their questions to either Sue or the group. And the number that we <coughs> have to call is 229 299 5320. That's 299 oh, sorry sorry it's 229 229- 299 5320. One is more time. Is
1: there an email for them as well? After you repeat it one more time,
0: go slow. Oh, um, I think um, Skype wise, you could uh, you could send in by Skype to Mad Painter. Is that M A? Is that's one D? Yes, Mad Painter. You can send a Skype message to Mad Painter on Skype. Or they can put it in the chat room.
1: Oh, it's a mad painter, isn't it? Or is it or just is mad
0: it, painter? Is yeah, it a, a mad M- painter? A. A yeah. mad painter, sorry. Yeah. A-M-A-D. 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 Yeah. hmm There we go. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So what was it? Okay, so where was it going? Um Oh, I was gonna. I wanted to tell a couple, couple, a couple more of my personal stories of what happened oh, with with my experience. Oh,
1: oh my goodness! We should talk about uh, you oh. meeting Radar in our house.
0: Oh my God, that was amazing! Oh, see, um, I uh, I got the opportunity. Um, um, I uh, I visited Sue Sue and Otter with uh, Katerina Castillo. She's uh, uh, Grant Cameron's associate. She and I uh, traveled across the United States. I was helping her move, and we stopped. And our our biggest stop uh, of our of our trip was to go and visit Sue and Otter in Albuquerque. And um, oh my God, it was so glad that we so glad that we got to to, to you know to, to to meet in person and hang out together and really get to know each other. And we just had uh, such an amazing time and everything that they showed us and we got to see Sue's her her um her studio where she does all her her paintings and all their personal um um. Cool toys, we'll <laughs> put it that way. Stuff but nonsense. Stuff. Yeah. And so here we are. We're sitting here in the um the living room and there's like it's like an L shaped couch. And I'm sitting on one end uh, one end. And, and, and it was th-
1: evening, if I recall. It was That's after right, dark.
0: Yeah. It was after dark, yes.
1: And just, you, were sitting it was after at, supper. you were sitting
0: across from me and, yeah. and Otter was sitting to um just to your um your left. Well, on my left. But, and and so on the right side, I have the 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 the, um, the window to the backyard, which goes to Albuquerque to the uh, Sandia Mountain. And to my right, there's like a uh, some kind of like a uh, lazy chair that's maybe ten feet away from me, on my left hand side. And so I'm just talking with Sue, and and out of the corner of my left eye, it, I, I I saw a, something move, and I look over behind this behind the the chair to my left and. I didn't see anything, right. and then I turn back and I'm I'm talking to Sue again, and the same thing happens. But I noticed at the same time I saw that 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 movement in my eye took place. Sue was looking at the reflection of the of the of the the the, the window mm-hmm. um, next to me because she's seeing the same the same area of the house uh, from a different angle, and so at the same time we're both we're both taking this this look over in the corner, and like it was just like. It was like peripheral vision, the shadow movement. And I'm like, is there somebody in the room? And then <laughs> the otter pipes up. Raynar's been in here for half an hour.
1: <laughs> I'm like, what? He stands over in the corner. He goes and he wanders. Um, when people get visits from the Ponty, and, and and I will tell you all that, that, Drudy uh, and, and Teeny and Tilcom have all uh, let us know that they have more new trainees right now than they've had in a long, long time. And the reason is that they are training um, individuals for, specifically for the private personal soft contact increases that are coming up in 2018, going into 2019. And so, uh, It is not unusual to have somebody come visit you and then if you're in one room, you'll hear them in another. That's not unusual for us to sit in one room and hear them shuffling the papers or the sketches that I have in the studio or uh, moving things around in another area of the house or opening up a cupboard door in the kitchen and closing it. That's, That's standard operating procedure here anymore. And so when we hear that, it's just... We we honestly just say, oh hi, come on in and sit. And if they're following their protocols, the the ponte have told us that their protocols are, cause no fear, do no harm, leave no trace. And so their standard operating protocol for the trainees is, if they come visit you at your home, at this point in time, they are required to remain invisible. That said every once in a while they goof up and it was on the 25th of january i wake up in the middle of the night and i wander down the hall to go to the kitchen to get a drink and just about i suppose six feet from where you saw radar standing sarah was standing at the edge of the hallway hugged against the wall in the dark fully visible not invisible at all, just in the shadows, I walked past her, and in my sleepiness, to be honest, I said, oh, hi, Sarah, I'm sorry I didn't see you. I'm going to go get a drink. And I went to the kitchen and got a drink, came in the living room, sat down. By then, she'd realized she wasn't following protocol and fixed the invisibility problem. But honest God, walked right past her. Wow! Could have patted her on the head. was was six inches from her and brushed, almost brushed up against her, that's why I apologized. That's funny. That happens, I mean, it just happens. So if you catch them in that shimmer effect out of your peripheral, that's one way. Um, We also catch them in reflection at an angle. So if you're seeing a reflection in a mirror, in a window, in a sliding glass door, Sometimes we will catch them that way, and and watch see them move. Um, but every once in a while, you you catch them without following protocol or being invisible. Mostly because I don't think Sarah that night expected me to come down the hall when I did. Mm. So, what
0: was she doing? it up on her on her portrait?
1: Um, I I no the portrait has already gone off to its new owner um no she was here with a batch of new trainees oh
0: that's cool anyway so yeah well the other the other thing i was going to share was the uh, the other the other um uh uh, joke that radar played on me when i was at your place so um so yeah so um um and is in the house with uh, with sue and otter and um, we're we're gonna sleep in the, the the camper in the front of the house. So I go to the I go to the front of the house and I'm you know taking stuff out of the car and putting it in the camper. And so I get into the camper, and then all of a sudden, the camper starts like moving, rocking, like rocking. Like somebody's
1: rocking it back and forth.
0: Somebody was rocking it just ever so slightly, and I'm like, whoa! Is is there an earthquake? And I just I stop still, put my feet in the floor, and I'm not moving. Going. What's going on? What's going on? And and then it just did it a little bit more. I'm like, somebody's playing a trick on me.
2: Uh-huh. And I was
0: waiting for it to happen some more. And then it kind of subsided. I'm like, what the heck was that? In my while well, like, outside, I couldn't see anything. And and so, you know, by the next day after we had said, you know, said our goodbyes and we were back on the road and I got onto Twitter and I, you know, was thanking the gang for the wonderful trip. And I said, and by the way to our radar, yes, I did see you in my peripheral vision. And was that you rocking the camper? And this tweet came back and said simply, well, I may have had a little hairy help. <laughs> now, yeah, You have to understand, folks. Um, I, I knew exactly what that meant, because uh, on Radar's off time, he likes to hang out with uh, certain Sasquatch nations. And he's uh, good buddies with a 15-year-old Sasquatch by the name of Kia. And I guess uh, Kia was hanging out with... Radar that night, and it was Kia who was rocking the the Yeah,
1: it was Kia. Yep, we say Kia, but that's all right. Okay. That's all right. Um, uh, I knew who exactly who you're talking about. Um, we should explain, perhaps, to our listeners, uh, one of the things that the Ponti have done for us is start to explain a little bit about Star Nations and uh, who they travel with and who they're friends with. And very, very slowly they're putting puzzle pieces together for us. One of the first ones that they put together was that it is not infrequent at all for the Ponti and the Sasquatch nations. They tell us that there are seven. I don't know if I've got that number right, but they tell us. Um, And because the Ponti are small and experienced in travel and the Sasquatch are large and strong, and a multidimensional nation. The two of them like to travel. The, the Sasquatch are not about the technology. They, they honestly prefer the non-technology uh, approach to living here. But uh, because their body type, that large, hairy, strong body type, is durable in many environmental niches. Um they go explore other worlds, and honestly, they tell us that you can find uh, hominids that are relatives of the Sasquatch nations on other worlds that they they just state that as a fact, and we go, okay. the things that they tell us sometimes all we can do is write them down and start trying to correlate or or follow what they're saying. And more information gets forthcoming, and we add more information to our our body of knowledge. And so bit by bit, we're understanding the relationships between the star nations, the multidimensional nations, and uh, a little bit piecing together, slowly but surely, a little bit more about uh, who all else is out there and who visits here. Mm So.
0: Yeah. Yep. I think we have about uh, 10 more, we have 10 minutes before the the first break. All right. Um, Was there anything that um, Tilcom wanted um, shared about uh, official first contact?
1: Well, all right. Tilcom this year is really letting us know several things. First of all, um, they really are encouraging the sharing practice and spread of the telepathy 101 primer. And they're they're asking for that because the folks and the voices that they hear trying telepathically to practice, to connect with with the star nations are, are um, that that um, attempt is encouraged. They are looking for mature, right-minded individuals from all different walks of life to help weave together a a network of folks that are approaching or feel as if they can approach first contact with more knowledge and less fear. Okay, the goal is, well, Teokom and Tini tell us that official first contact is is, um, not about technology. Official first contact is about emotions. It's about dealing with our earth, human emotions. It's about dealing with the fear on their part because it takes a lot of guts for them to come down into an environment that they know could be life-threatening for them.
0: Particularly they- because of the amount of control that's gone on over the centuries uh, uh, through you know through religious and and and, and government and educational systems to uh, create a certain type of reality. Um, to keep us um, uh, I would call it amnesia. We are a species of amnesia, not allowed to remember who we are. and And thus, that's why so many folks, i um, not bashing Christians because I have a Catholic myself, but the Catholic Church um, has done the certain things, so that, that like you know, if you go on and listen to these interviews with my friends who come out with their stories. And, and all the comments that are coming on Facebook or, or YouTube are like mostly from the fundamentalist Christians who's, who are, their claim is ETs are nothing but all fallen angels and devils. You know they're, they're fallen angels and they're demons. It's, and then that seems to be the consensus with the majority of a lot of these people. And, which is simply not true. It is, that's a dogma that they've been taught because the Catholic Church has remained silent. And But uh, I'll tell you that that's changing. It's changing quite a lot in the next couple of years. A lot of information is going to be coming out to, to, to break these these uh, paradigms of, 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 of thought patterns that have been bred into people for the last uh, centuries.
1: Right. I, 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 I understand what you're saying, and I think what we're facing with official first contact is not a prejudice from any one sector of the Earth human population. I think what we're facing is people dealing with a big unknown anytime you deal with an unknown of meeting somebody else that you don't know if they're friend or foe you're cautious and caution is is and and discernment absolutely warranted no matter who it is new that you meet you still need to keep that ability of being able to understand a truth when you hear it intact But at the same time, we're looking at trying to overcome that fear or general fear in the population with information, with an understanding of there's an overlap of culture. There's an overlap from the Ponti to us of love of music, love of food, love of dance, love of humor. And so the goal, I believe, for 2018 from Tilcom's perspective is education and introduction in person and networking to spread the word that they're not all monsters, guys. There are some really, really amazing people out there to go meet. And they're wanting us to know that we don't have to be full of fear to approach this. They're coming, they say, to help. And to be very honest with you, in the four and a half years since Otter and I have come to know Tealcum and the Ponti, they have never once lied to us, not once. They have never tried to pull the wool over our eyes. There are times where their explanations are complicated and we don't always understand all of them. And there are times where we get a feeling that now is not the time to answer that question because they've got to lay a little bit more foundation, understanding first, and the answer will come later. The, 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 what appears to be evasion of an answer sometimes by then we have found out that usually the questions do get answered it just is in their time not ours so we have to understand what I call Ponty time because they have much more experience getting an entire planet ready for an official first contact than we do and Uh, I've never done this before. I don't know about you folks. So we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants a little bit and asking for some help to spread this information because we can't do it all ourselves. And so we're finding that the Twitter followers are helping Otter and I and helping the Ponte. And everybody working together is this kind of concept of many hands make light work but the friendships and the interactions that we see are nothing short of amazing people are helping each other people are learning from each other people are opening up and sharing their real stories
0: yeah we have a real like a family unit that's developed on their on their twitter i mean there's a lot of a lot of uh, you know the same same family, the same group of folks that so we were on. You who are we're always on. Um, the,
1: you asked also, and before I forget, you also asked um, other focuses that Teocum has. Yes. Um, Teeny piped up and, and she said, "Don't forget to tell them that we are encouraging the formation of local telepathy practice groups, so that you don't have to sit at home and do this all by yourself." You can get together with other folks and get real live interaction, and and meet like-minded folks, hopefully, and and learn and have a blast at the same time.
0: That's right. Yes, uh, th- by downloading the telepathy course, there's a lot of great exercises that that uh, you can do is is, is in groups to, to have fun basically and 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 practice your telepathy. And one of the ones that Tini had mentioned was about the taking a a black and white photograph, usually something that has like an emotional attachment or content to it that people would, you know, be able to recognize. One person has the photograph and is thinking about it, and then everybody else basically is has a piece of paper and they're they're um to draw what they you know what they're pick what they're picking up, right? That's correct. What Teeny says
1: excuse me <coughs> Pardon me. What Teeny tells us is that when telepathy was first um, researched here in the United States, and they used the Zener cards with the wavy lines and the crosses and the circles and all of that, triangles on it. She said that that sort of telepathy research falls far short of what's possible because the boredom factor comes into place so very fast. In other words, if I sit for 10 minutes and go through Zener cards. After 10 minutes, I'm bored of what I'm doing. But if I am looking instead at a black and white photo that has an emotional content, now I am emotionally engaged in that photograph. And if I focus on it and allow myself to feel the feelings that are evoked by the emotion uh, of the photo, and I focus on that along with the shapes And the dark and light shadows. And that's what I'm trying to send to the group that's receiving the information. The group's instructions are very, very simple. For all the dark and light shadows and shapes. Do not, teeny repeats, do not attempt while you are doing this to attempt to guess or name the things in the photograph. Do not give them nouns by attempting to guess and name them instead of just focusing on light and shadow and shapes, you are shifting from reception and easier gathering inf- information to really kind of shutting it off and trying to do the, the left brain logical analysis right then and there. Uh-huh, if you do yeah. that, you're going to cut it off every time. And so instead of that, just okay, focus we'll on right the light and shadow shapes. Break, folks. All right, take a break. Truth. Well, you can, and Event Horizons will give you those truths. So when you're mad as hell and not going to take it anymore from that memorable senior network, you'll know just what to do. We will draw you in and become your news addiction event horizons join us monday through friday from 10 a.m. to noon eastern time at freedomslips.com at revolution radio our world team members are dennis fecho john ilias david dunger hyla Cass md melanie Bridgeton jim mars paula harris john trello Payen, christopher husser d.o.d.d.s jonathan orchard and me your anchor dr robin falco
2: not to volunteer it will not be held against you in any way sounds dangerous it, it is very dangerous. dangerous count me in and that's right here at revolution radio freedom where information never sleeps Is safe. Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive In breaking news, a visiting Syrian diplomat reported today that their population is evolving rapidly and advancing into a fifth dimensional consciousness. They are seeking peace with all cosmic cultures, which may mean that the Earth will be asked to join the prestigious Galactic Federation of Light Alliances. Please join Debbie West and Michael Hathaway on Lost Knowledge, Saturdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Studio A for the latest breaking news on the Star Visitors' peaceful contact and the ongoing project of cleansing the Earth.
0: This is the people's war. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it, then. Fight it with all that is in us. And may God defend the
2: right. Warning! Warning! we got to stop
1: up. They're going to kill us all! See how the trouble you've started? Be they the government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone, or human beings! when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, Makes you so sick at heart. You can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And
2: you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, by all the apparatus. And you've got to make it stop. And you've got to indicate to the people who run it and the people who own it that unless
0: you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at
2: all. Revolution Radio of FreedomSlips.com, the number one listener supported. Radio Station, throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. You called down the thunder, well now you've got it. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Revolution Radio, every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, on Studio B, for Momentary Zen, with host Zen Garcia, at freedomslips.com, The People Station.
0: There we go. We're back. Okay. We're back.
1: We're back. We're back live right. again? Yep. What were you going to ask, Kevin?
0: Yeah, so here's a question for Radar. We know that uh, Elon Musk, he's got a couple cameras up there on uh, on his, uh, his, uh, mm-hmm. his Tesla Roadster. Mm-hmm. What are the possibilities of him going up there with Delta Dawn and mooning the camera? Uh,
1: going up there with Delta Dawn? Probability is high because they've already been there. Probability of returning, maybe. Uh, mooning the camera, Teokhanis has, has kind of officially taken that off the table. But um, being seen and spinning uh, donuts around the vehicle, if that camera is still operating, possible. Okay. I did you not, possible.
0: All right. So, Radar, what else did you want to tell What else do you want to tell me?
1: All right. So I don't know how he's done it. He is showing me images of the set of the movie Avatar, not the movie that's already been released, the one that's um, being uh, shot and, and is coming out. Oh. I don't know how he knows that set. Sometimes radar finds things. Um, he is describing um, a connection beneath the ocean that's being hinted at through the film. That he's saying Tilcuman Tini and he and everybody else are are uh, telling you pay uh, Pension There's going to be a test, oh. but he's um, he's already been there. I can tell you that radar. <coughs> he keeps asking. I believe I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be real honest. There are people that he follows around the world because he likes their laugh and because he likes their outlook. And so, I think you're going to see more contact from radar to some of these individuals who, one, aren't going to be afraid if he contacts them, but, two, um, make people laugh on purpose. Uh, To be very honest with you, it would not surprise me for him to contact very famous comedians just because he likes to hear them laugh. He likes to be there. He likes to be in environments like that. Radar's assignment when he got here from Tealcomb Honest to God, guys, was to study earth media, uh, television, movies, uh, radio broadcasts, uh, recordings, um, anything on the internet he could find, books, and get a vibe or a feel of what does the public in general take away from that TV, uh, me, uh, movie, book, etc. about the star nation or star nations or UFOs or extraterrestrials, all of the above. So if it had ET or UFO in it or anything stellar in the topic, he had to study it and report back to Tealcom. So honest to God, his job was to watch TV. And... What a sweet gig. Continue, Yeah, sweet gig. So he um, assessed all of this and in the process began to learn stuff better than than we know and so uh, when he tells us that he keeps up with things like the upcoming release of of that doesn't surprise me um all right here's the quote dude i'm serious about the gig on the moon are you in
0: oh yeah absolutely dude
1: okay um you have to explain that one to your audience
0: oh yeah sure okay because I'm, I'm um, radars guitar teacher and um, after official first contact in 2021 when uh, they I guess a lot more uh, a lot more time'll sp- I'll be spending off world and uh, doing other things and um, radar and I are gonna we're gonna form a band' <laughs> we're gonna put a <laughs> band together and uh, we're gonna play uh, one of our first gigs is gonna be uh, moon base alpha.
1: Okay. All right, so I'll correct a few things and, and, and rein it back in just a little bit. Okay. First of all, um, uh, can you go gig once on the moon with them for a special occasion that they could get permission for? Right. Especially if it was a Star Nation interstellar performance, and especially if it was the first performance that was intergalactic for... Earth in a long, long time. So in other words, if you have an Earth human gig with an extraterrestrial, that hasn't happened in a long time. And Radar is saying, are you in? No, and in. Because he he thinks he can get permission to do that. Now, form a band and, and go tour and spend a lot of time intergalactically doing that, that I don't know anything about. Uh, you're going to have to um, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to learn a whole lot more Before we can go there But um, I, I, I do think He was very serious There are a couple of things that he appreciates And he appreciates your fingering technique He appreciates The classical history That you pull from mm. And he likes your humor <laughs> <laughs> uh, He, he is telling you thing. that your dance moves On stage need a little improvement uh, Okay
0: Oh it's been and a
1: that, while. Well, that was yeah. the other thing with, with Radar. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. He says, tell him about the dance class Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. <laughs> okay. uh, oh, yeah, do yeah. Not, yeah. Um, Radar, because he had been assigned all of the, the media stuff, uh, became interested in learning dances when Druti realized, at, through her observations with interacting, that girls like guys who can dance. That was her simple statement to him one day. Very, very simple. He hadn't paid any attention to to, to earth dances at all, really, up until that point, with the exception of watching Michael Jance, Jackson dance in Thriller. Because it had a monster theme. He, he, he watched it. So he went back to that first, I kid you not, and started watching. Because Trudy said, girls like guys who can dance. And he started becoming enamored because it overlapped with the music that he liked anyway. It it and and it overlapped with some spare time that he had, so he began to teach himself. And now, honest to God, honest to God, these guys hold dance classes in the hangar bay Saturday mornings at nine o'clock. Because they've had to cut me off before saying we gotta go, um, we got dance class. And so they've learned everything from classic dances like the Charleston and the Lindy, which was a couple of weeks ago, to moonwalking, and and some uh, the the day that Raider asked me what twerking was and to describe it was quite unique. Um, that was an unusual day. <laughs> but it, the the fascination, and then of course. Uh, the prompting is because dance and music are common loves uh, all across the galaxy. I don't care if you're, you're Big Brother Sasquatch or, or you're one of the, the, the other Zetas nations or, or if you're from the Pleiades or Live, it doesn't matter. There is a love of music and dance and rhythm and food and humor and that's universal and that's kind of where we're trying to start so what else you want to know from your buddy over here he's jumping at the bit going ask me questions ask me questions come on he's almost like and and <laughs> before the show i don't know if you saw the tweet that said um peter was shy and nervous grayson was just kind of lounging back going what up dude uh, Radar was walking around like he'd eaten too many chocolate-covered espresso beans. Teenie was shaking her head, going, oh, my. Tealcom was going, what did I get myself into? Is this a really good idea or not? And honest, that was that was the vibe about 15 minutes before we went on air. Grayson is the, the new fella that we are still learning about. Um, it was, and, and the unusual thing is with Grayson, one, he's really laid back. But two, this voice is really deep. We have this preconceived notion that these guys are little guys, and they should have these high, small voices. And that's just not the case. Grayson's voice is closer to, to uh, 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 who's the guy that does Darth Vader?
0: Oh, James Earl Jones.
1: Yeah, a deep like that, bass voice. Uh, Al Jolson, gravelly. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. James Earl Jones, Al Jolson, if you combine the two of them, you're closer. But nothing phases that guy. I mean, whatever is going to happen is going to happen, and he just rolls with it. And so trying to get to know him has been just kind of a bit of a conundrum because he doesn't pipe up real often. (laughs) Peter, on the other hand, has been assigned to um, being friendly with all the hackers of Official First Contact and he's waving over there right now, um, his, <clears throat> how can I say this nicely? Because Peter is new in May, sometimes he says things um, before he checks in that he's supposed to. So every once in a while, Peter will slip up. And then Tilkum will come, come back and go, did that go out live on Twitter? And I go, yeah. You didn't tell me to edit him. Oh, okay. And so, do these guys let stuff slip when they're not supposed to? Occasionally. I'm just a translator. I, I just, I, I just put out exactly what they tell me to put out. And so, I just don't know where it's going. Always. Uh, Grayson is is.
0: <laughs> Does he want to say something?
1: Grayson has got to head out in just a few minutes. He's assigned to leave and at at the bottom of the hour. The other two will be here, but he's got to head over to the southeast uh, area of Florida in just a little bit and relieve Sarah. Um, uh, there are some people that they visit and they keep visiting um, in the inter- and the and I don't exactly know why. Uh, is waving at us. Um, He's heading out the door. Sorry. Uh, I don't think we're going to hear from him tonight. But when the gang chooses a person to teach more intensely, I'm not exactly who, who makes that decision or exactly why. Sometimes it's almost like They've just become really good friends and, and they're curious and, and they they want to get to know somebody. Sometimes it's because they're trying to garner a, a friendship and because that person can help spread the right-mindedness in a good way. Sometimes they're just laying the groundwork for the waves of official first contact that are coming in the next, you know, thousand days here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't exactly know what and why. Um but uh, no, ask uh, PETA and, and Radar are still waiting for whatever questions you got.
0: OK, so Radar, when uh, when you got when, when you get uh, PETA and Grayson together, do you are you like the ringleader and like do you end up like becoming a, um, a bad influence on them? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, the response that comes back is, "You know where Kie does his business, right?"
0: The big I, brothers
1: I, do their business in the woods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Is Raider dude? Yeah. <laughs> the, the real response, honestly, was, "Dude, yeah. Who else?" Um. <laughs> if, if truth be told, I think you would find that our quiet friend Grayson comes up with a lot of ideas and plants them in radar and Peter's heads and then just sits, to, sits back and watches um Otter <laughs> plants a few ideas in their heads and sits back and watches on purpose too but uh, it's it's radar who takes the implementation to the edge if he thinks he can get by with it and and still be okay with silkcomb for the most part without getting privileges taken away he will I mean he does. It's just who he is. That's his personality. great um, Ra- really, <laughs> were, you,
0: were you like this back in high school? Were you back like I and mean, like this in school when you were back on Ponto?
1: Yes. yeah. dude. Stay in class? No. it what took everybody else, you know, hours, I was done in five minutes. and it just it goes fast. and I'm out the door. Um, the speed that he w- learns at is is increased. He's he's kind of like the Mexican jumping bean uh, that way. But uh, for even for the Ponte, radar's um, abilities uh, mentally are amazing. But he's he's got that fearlessness gene. That a lot of them don't have. A lot. Uh, Tilkom is fairly cautious when when Tini goes or when Tini goes caving or spelunking, um, she's cautious. But Radar has that throw caution to the wind. Let me try it. I want to feel it. I want to do it. I don't want to just read about it. I don't want to hear about it. I want to go experience it. That's his personality. And that's what's taken him into all these different nooks and crannies of Earth and trying different things and hanging out with different people and getting into trouble and getting out of trouble and getting into hot water again getting out of hot water. But you wouldn't (laughs) think that that it's that disorganized, but Tealcom gives Radar a whole lot more license than most.
0: Actually, there was was a story that I wanted to hear from Radar's mouth. Hey, Radar, tell me about... um, um, which. Tell me about movie night with uh, the Sasquatch up at uh, up in the uh,
1: oh, it ain't <laughs> observation movie night, room. Dude, it, it ain't movie night. It's stomp and growl. Get it right.
0: Okay. Okay. What's so,
1: so the dude. The, the story is this. Um, usually it's the full moons. Occasionally it's the new moons. But most of the time, everybody gets together and all the teens and all the 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 guys get together. Not the gals, just the guys. And we go meet and we do stomp and growl. And that's when I get pizza, and and we just do it. The uh, what they're talking about um, uh, is a stomp and growl, and we've had Sasquatch researchers in Colorado uh, audio tape stomp and growls and send them to us. I think it, it I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was. I'll have to come up with who it was that I did that. College, but we uh, they get together. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's kind of, it's kind of a counting coup oh, game shit. night. It's kind of a uh, uh, get together and uh, best each other, sort of tussling around. It's if you had to say the Sasquatch Summer Games or the Winter Olympics, it's closer. It's uh, trying to see who can do what best. But it's a lot of noise and a lot of ground shaking. And um, sometimes it's within a clan, as in all the guys in the same clan get together and see what they can do with each other. And sometimes it's clans pitted against one another, as in the neighborhood clan up in Colorado comes to do stomp and growl at a mutually chosen location with the clan <coughs> in New Mexico, say. So it's almost stop. like
0: a it's almost like a breakdancing uh, competition.
1: Uh, it's not it's not quite that intricate and, and complicated. It's a lot more um, ground shaking and 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 uh, just plain old stomping on the ground. But uh, you'll you'll see um, who can break down the largest tree, who can throw it the farthest. Hmm. Who can pick up the heaviest boulder? Who can toss it the farthest? I mean, it kind of reminds me of, of uh, Scottish pole tossing,
0: Oh, yeah, or yeah.
1: um, or or things along those lines, games of skill,
0: boulder chucking,
1: yeah, boulder chucking is common, not yeah. at each other's heads, not not in competition. The Sasquatch employ a, um, a manner of, for the most part, solving, um. Territorial disputes with more of a counting coup sort of methodology than a battle methodology. And what we mean by that is if you can sneak up to your enemy without them knowing about it, right into their camp and tap them on the shoulder and run before they can catch you, it, it embarrasses them. You, you got one up on them. Okay. Mm. You made a point. And so that's a county coup sort of concept. Nobody gets hurt, usually. And yet disputes are often solved with the the stomp and growls and, and things along that line rather than injury from one Sasquatch to another.
0: It's almost like exactly. a like our epic rap battle, you know. I'm thinking of like kind the of, movie the movie of. Eight Mile with uh, with Eminem, you know? Right. Right. So
1: it's it's who can win without the bloodshed? Yeah, and how do you do that?
0: Yeah. That's how we should be fighting things. Yeah, it?
1: wouldn't that be nice? Let's 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 do that and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so the Sambin Girls' um, radar has been known to literally um, order pizza, pick it up, and 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 take it up to them. And that yeah. uh, they. They absolutely love pizza. I kid you not. Um, it, when a lot of our friends go visit um, the Sasquatch to bring them food or take them gifts, um, traditionally our Native American friends will take them melons um, or squashes, something that has a hard rind that's easy to carry, large, geeks easily, feeds a bunch of people. You know, watermelons in the summer work great. Um, they love ham. They love bacon, but anything that you can do, if you know that the local Sasquatch clan in your area has been hard pressed for food because of drought or other uh, change to their food sources um, and you know where they live, go gift them something. They will appreciate it. Mm. They really will. So the, the stomp and growls, um, radar goes to show off his moves he gives them ideas they give him ideas and everybody goes home happy
0: (laughs) wow now there was other question i had because it was um something you would share with me uh and radar uh, you're you're there um i want to i want to hear from your side of the story i heard about that time um that you uh got in trouble for bringing a bunch of sasquatch to the base uh, to the observation room. You're you're some kind of party <laughs> going on or uh, you're watching movies or can you tell me about what happened there, buddy? Okay.
1: All right. So Teo comes at the moon base, dude.
0: Oh, that was when he was at the moon base.
1: Yeah, Judy's gone. Teeny's <laughs> spelunking somewhere, Sarah's at the desk. Pete is off in Florida and I'm by myself. And so I see if Key is busy. And Key A's up with the buddies up north of here. And I won't tell you exactly where I go get them, but it doesn't take me but a hop, skip, and a jump. So I just contacted Key and said, what you doing? He said, nothing, just hanging out. And I said, you want to come for a movie night? I'll make popcorn. And he said, dude, can I? I said, Jill come down here. And so you can't fit very many Sasquatch and Delta Dawn at one time. Um. The skipper ships normally, um, the classic saucer size skipper ships. You can hold six if you crowd them. Four is easy with gear, two is really comfortable, but they're not made for Sasquatch. <laughs> and you get anybody bigger than Kie who's already, you know, heading on seven foot, um, and it, it's cramped. So, Raider had to go down to the bay and talk to their head mechanic who's an old guy but they have other sized craft in storage down there because sometimes they have to shovel more people so <laughs> radar talks to, to what's the old guy's name that runs a hangar bay I don't remember either okay don't think of it anyway um, he grabs one of the larger ships that can hold six Sasquatch and he Takes five minutes. He goes to get them. He comes back. And you have all six bodies crammed into a shuttle. And they come, come tra- set up the ramp after they arrive. And Sasquatch, mm, in New Mexico, there isn't a lot of water to bathe with all the time in the winter. Um, they, they They can get a little on the smelly side. And Radar's used to it, but the other staff members weren't quite. (laughs) And so, um, bless their hearts, a few of them smell like wet dog rolled in poo. And they don't know that. They're out in the woods all the time. They're used to each other. And even the Sasquatch get nose blind. And so... They've got all these guys crammed into the observation lounge and they're putting movies on and popcorn. And, and, <laughs> and the word comes back from the moon base. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One of the young trainees came flying down the hall and zoomed in and ran into the smell before he even got to the door. And and his eyes were tearing up and he comes around the corner and he looks at radar his eyes just full of tears just from the smell. I kid you not. And radar's throwing a bunch of handful of popcorn in his hand and there's popcorn everywhere everywhere it's slob. And, and, and he's just all out of this this train, he's all out of breath, going, Raider, Raider, you gotta get him out of here now. till come heard. Come on. And and so it honest to God was a scramble. <laughs> because all these guys looked at, at Raider like, What do you mean, dude? We gotta leave. We just got here. And so that was that was part of the story. They ended up going back. Um Kie's dad. Is Ma'aluk and Ma'aluk is clan head. And Ma'aluk and Tilgham have been friends a long time, long before radar was there or before Kie was ever born. And so the two of them later had a little bit of a talk. <laughs> and that's as much as I know about that. The rest of it apparently is private. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story of of the Sasquatch coming in for, for um or trying to come in for a movie night at the station. They almost pulled it off.
0: So, Radar, are you, are you proud of yourself?
1: Dude, no, I got caught. <laughs> are you kidding me? I got to get better at this. <laughs> you can borrow our projector. You can have movie night up there. Just take a sheet. Hang it from the tree.
0: Okay. Yeah, Rainer, Any? I got a. I got a feeling that um, when you and I get to hang out, um, that we're probably gonna get into a lot of trouble.
1: Ah, uh, not us, dude. Are you kidding? No, no, never.
0: <laughs> yeah, never.
1: Yeah, 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 trouble is not my middle name.
0: Truth or dare?
1: <laughs> oh, don't go to. Don't go there. Oh, you, Kevin. We hadn't taught them about that yet. Don't go there.
0: Truth or dare?
1: <laughs> la 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 la. I know nothing. I didn't hear that.
0: <laughs> okay, reader, ask me a question.
1: Truth or dare? <laughs> I have to explain something to Otter. Kevin just taught them the phrase truth or dare. Oh, dear. Now you have a look. You have a look from here all the way to Canada. You have a look. All <laughs> right. The so truth or dare. Um, radar, what do you know? I don't know.
0: Ask a question about me that you want to know.
1: Do you have a current girlfriend?
0: No, okay. Do you know anybody? Can you introduce me to one of your friends?
1: <laughs> he's bad, he's got a little black book. <laughs> Otter said he's bad, he's got to go find his little black book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the honest answer is um, he's got to think fast about which nation, who's available, who's up in your area, and how soon he can get him to you. That was that was the sequence that came back. Is let me think on this. I think I might know somebody. Um, and do you
0: know any ponti or, or reptilians?
1: Well, sure. All right. Yeah, there's a but there's enough. People around that will find somebody. But um, would you? Ah, Radar, what are you talking about? Kevin circled July 7th this year. I have no idea why yet, except that when I look at Radar and and ask about you, and and I was asking him to ask you a truth or dare question the, every once in a while, when you telepathically talk to somebody, you you pick up their side thoughts,
0: mm-hmm. if that
1: makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, and his side thought of you was July 7th, and, and it's almost like it was on a calendar circled with the concept of meet up. Really? That's as much as I know. Um, wow. Wow uh yeah, hang on to that would you
0: yeah i just wrote it down right now
1: yeah yeah um other than that right now <laughs> he's asking if you know anything about south south african rhythm what
0: south african rhythm
1: yeah i kid you not He is asking specifically, what do you know about South African music and South African rhythm? And I don't know what he's talking about except, oh, I know. Okay, so here's the story. Oh, and and another side thought. Um, About a week ago, well, no, it was actually about two weeks ago, radar popped up one day out of the blue and said, Sue, get on the internet and Would you you see if you can go to YouTube and and find Desmond Tutu jokes? And my head whipped out and whipped around and I looked out the picture window. I said, you said, what? Desmond Tutu jokes. Look for the videos. And I went, what do you know that I don't know? Just look it up. And I went, okay. So I went to YouTube and. Desmond Tutu jokes. And here was an interview with Desmond Tutu, Father Desmond Tutu, the, the, the Nobel Peace Prize guy, and, and, and the, the very famous uh, gentleman from South Africa who um, uh, was very, very instrumental in, in uh, getting things calmed down in that country with his wisdom and his right-mindedness. And I thought, well, you know, he's this nice spiritual world leader, but why is Radar asking me to look up any jokes that he's told? What is up with that? <laughs> and so I, 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 I had no idea. So I did what he told me to do. I looked up Desmond Tutu jokes. I brought up this interview video. And then I thought, heard Father Tutu laugh. And Father Tutu has the best laugh on the planet, I swear. He's delightful. I had never heard him laugh. I'd never heard the man tell a joke. He has the most marvelous sense of humor. And Raider asked me to listen to his laugh. And then Raider, listening to Father Tutu laugh, started busting a gut all over again and said, his laugh is infectious. I can't stop laughing when I hear him laugh. I want to meet this man. And I'm going, Raider hold on, wait, 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 slow down, (laughs) slow down, you just talked about one of the world's spiritual leaders that you want to go meet him just because of his laugh, he said, well, yeah, I like the Dalai Lama's laugh, too, I told him so, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm going, I'm not sure if that's the right protocol for meeting people, maybe you better check in with (laughs) Dilcom.
0: it's almost like, it's almost, reminds me of the movie, um, um sling blade. Ever seen with the uh, Billy Bob Thornton? No, I no, like,
2: what's I that? like the way you talk. I like oh, the way you talk too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was the sequence. And so right now, um Tilkum is having to hold radar back from contacting Father Desmond Tutu in person just to go hear him laugh. Because he's kind of hoping that things will be uh uh, part of that right-minded mix later on down the line, but he doesn't want radar to blow up. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that's that's. But if you haven't ever heard Father Desmond Tutu's laugh, go listen; totally worth it. I had right. never, okay. and was was delighted. So that's that cool. part of 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 that end of things. Um,
0: oh, I had a I had a question for yeah. for radar. Yeah. Hey radar, would you like me to? to uh show you my studio and and get you to sit down and I can and uh, and teach you how to write music on my, uh, on my on my recording studio equipment
1: yeah hey that would work um I understand the theory I understand the reading of the notes the running ear equipment I don't think we'd have a problem with uh the mixing sounds fun uh, hey Unfortunately, doing that in person is going to have to wait until OFC, unless Tilcom gives me permission sooner. (sighs) And that's a big, maybe.
0: (laughs) You know what? I think you would have a very easy time uh, learning bass. (sighs) I've been watching. Yeah. I could teach you how to to play bass, because I have a bass guitar here, too. I also have my keyboards. And I could teach you... um, I have some great um, analog keyboards like Moogs and stuff like that. And we can get some really cool sounds. You could lay down grooves. I got drum machines. We could and we could do everything together. We could write a song
1: together. There's music back on Pontel that you guys don't have here. And it's real hard to describe. Do you know what a chicapa is? Chikapa is um, like a, uh, what do you call it No, rattles. Rattle. It's like a rattle with a distinct sound. Archikapa's sound like that is more metallic sounding, but it has an echo effect to it and a reverb that would Whoa. go real, real well with what you're doing you ever heard the uh what do you call them it's not a water bowl here i don't know the name of the instrument if you fill a great big round cylinder with water and it has a string instrument or string attached with tension like a guitar string but closer to a violin string and you play it with a bow Oh, wow. Then you move the, the the round cylinder with the liquid in it as you're playing, and the slosh of the water changes the tone and the pitch. Oh wow! And you get a slide. That unique.
0: So cool. That's that's kind of sounds almost like the pyramidion that I was playing at the concert last week. Almost a similar because it's a cymatic instrument.
1: Saw that, not quite, no, um, no, different. Uh,
0: different, okay,
1: that's uh, fine. Uh, I have to show
0: you. What do you mean you saw that? Were you there?
1: Uh, can I plead the fifth?
0: Were you at the show?
1: He's looking around to see if Tocum's still around in the room. <laughs> I was on assignment. <laughs> yeah, He's not going to okay. say anything more about that. I, I kid you not. He's not going to say anything more about that.
0: Okay. And then
1: he was on assignment.
0: Yeah, okay. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I think that was get that a was private the, conversation. That was the, yeah, that was the truth or dare part of our conversation. That was <laughs> the dare, right? <laughs> Maybe. All right, okay. Okay. Um, ask okay, truth or dare, uh, Radar. Ask me a question.
1: Oh, God, dude. Peter's raising his hand. Hang on just a second. Oh, sure. Hey. Go ahead, Peter. Okay. <laughs> this is going to sound really silly. He's asking about shaving. Oh, boy. He yeah. says, when you shave, what do you do that you don't? How, how do you decide where to not go? Um, meaning, how do you decide what the pattern is going to be? And are there rules? That's a weird question.
0: Well, that's a good question. I mean, it really depends on the person and and how much facial growth they have.
1: But you have stripes. F- I
0: have stripes. I've got I've got sideburns that go down to my chin, and yeah. I have a go and then, and then I have a goatee underneath my chin.
1: Um, you got stripes. Why do you have stripes? Nobody else has stripes like you have, and I don't get it. <laughs> so he's asking, okay, Pete, it's just personal preference, like what length hair you want to have. Right, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. It, well, I see. I I, um, I actually grew it into a full beard uh, last year, and I thought it looked pretty cool. But then I decided to shave it down and just have it underneath my chin and it it went um, all the way you know where my sideburns are it went underneath my chin um, down and below as you can see in a lot of my pictures i have on on uh, you know during my uh, my photo shoots but then i trimmed that back to just uh, below you know below the chin line uh, um, below my ear Um, i kind of did that because it wasn't quite even underneath so because of just but my physical physically of, of how i'm capable of growing um, it just wasn't matching up um, symmetrically underneath my chin, so I just pulled it back to have the sideburns because that's kind of like the Malmstein look. And since I'm kind of, you know, a huge influence influence of him, I wanted to kind of take take a, a look at what he had and and incorporate it into myself. So that's why I have what I do. The goatee underneath my chin, I have that kind of as an, um, an influence from uh, Frank Zappa you Frank Zappa is a very famous musician. He always had a goatee, so I kind of do the same, the Frank Zappa thing.
1: Okay, so do people choose how they take the hair off their chins like they choose the tattoos they put on their skin?
0: Well, tattoos on the skin is permanent for the most part, but facial hair is Can change at any point and you can as as I said but depending on what you're physically capable of growing will determine how many different styles that you can have on your face and depending on how fast the growth is you may be able to change your look and appearance multiple different times and my brother he can he can change anytime he wants because it grows so fast and so sometimes he's had a full beard one week the next week he has like a pencil thin you know, pencil thin um, looking looking like uh, Tony Stark from, uh, you know, Iron Man. Some people have, you know, or other people, you know, the, the big if you notice the big trend now is these men with burly, burly mustaches, that, that trend that kind of developed from Duck Dynasty. And now you have, that seems to be the trend now. Of guys is growing out full, you know, full grown out, um, you know, lion mane beards. So it really depends on your personality and style and, and, the, um, and, the, and, the, and the stylistic trends of the, of, the, of, the, of the time period.
1: But it doesn't hurt when you shave? Uh,
0: no. I mean, like I use an electric razor. And so it's very easy for me just to, you know, trim off the parts every morning that, um, you know, that I, I keep short. And then the other parts I keep long, I just, you know, trim around it. Uh, it's very easy that way. And then I have a small trimmer uh, that I use for you know for fine for fine tuning, which is like a you know um
1: okay, so is it fun or is it a pain? Is it fun uh, or is it, is it, it what there, what there's um exasperating pain in the butt, a headache uh, uh not wanting to do something uh, some, negative
0: sometimes it's like that pain in the butt, yeah, sometimes it is. Okay. It depends on it depends on if you, you know, if you have an electric razor and the job is fast, it's not so bad. If you don't and you have like it's a regular razor and you're using shaving cream, it takes a long time, that's a pain in the butt.
1: Okay. So whoa. Good question. It seems messy.
0: Uh, for with with the electric razor that I have, it's really quick. Okay. Oh no.
1: Oh no. That was fast. We run right out of time. lord have mercy (laughs) that was a fast hour well we'll have to tune in next time to take more questions from the Ponti.
0: yeah yeah
2: Folks.com. We'll be right back after this message. Listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Any commercial advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of whose program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain one hundred percent listener supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. Most guys freeze. That's a cerebral cortex looking for an answer it doesn't have. See? Even your brain knows you're screwed. The body's filling with adrenaline right now, whether you know it or not. Your heart's beating fast. It's getting a little harder to breathe. The neurobiological system is telling it to run. But your knees are too weak to move. Fear is not
0: real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination,
2: causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but
0: fear is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story.
2: You're listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. 100% 100% listener-supported radio. Reporting the danger. Unafraid. Right here, where information never sleeps. Revolution, Revolution.
0: Radio. Take a look around, kid. What do you see? Homes being foreclosed. People working two, three jobs just to put food on the table and still drowning in debt. Don't get me wrong. This country was founded on great ideals and principles. They've all been ruined by the banks. Open your eyes to the banks that are robbing you. You know who my favorite president
1: was? Pope. Thomas Jefferson. Because he saw all of this coming and tried to stop it. He fought the banks. JFK too, and they killed him for
0: The banking is is more dangerous than an army, he said.